What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye, here chatting with a much more interesting person. Today's episode is exciting because we have the youngest person that we've had on this show here today. Matthew Nichols is a founding member of the Unexpected House or the Unexpected Brand, a clothing company basically founded as a senior project. Ryan was a senior out in Louisville, Kentucky. And as part of the senior year, they have like half days and his half day, he wanted to create a business during that. So what is now, what what originally started as a senior project in his mother's house, in his parents' house, has turned into this very successful clothing brand that has stemmed from TikTok, that has created a massive following. And guys, they are just getting started. I was very impressed by Matthew's A, interview skills, but B, just his, their, their drive. They clearly know they've got something working and they are, they are putting their foot on the gas with no, no hesitation. I, I, I was very impressed. I'm very excited to share this interview. Matthew has a good head on his shoulders and I'm excited for you guys to hear his story. So without further ado, here is Matthew Nichols. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. All right, so what did you guys do after graduating high school? Well, our next guest moved from Kentucky to Los Angeles with seven other friends to help launch a clothing line that has taken social media by storm. Matthew Nichols is a member of that crew. The line is unexpected, and if you haven't heard of them yet, you definitely will. With over a million TikTok followers and thousands of other fans across social media, Unexpected is taking the clothing world by storm, and they're just getting started. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, you've got a lot going on. I know it's been a crazy past few months with with leaving the, the original Unexpected house, going into an Airbnb, moving into this new house. Can you kind of take us through what those past few months have been like? So the first, like we had a six months lease when we first moved out here. And, you know, like we come to LA, we're excited. Everyone's like kind of like high energy. We're like, yeah, let's get into this house. Let's do it. Right. Um, first house, it, it did us pretty well. I mean, we, we got everything done. It was a good size for us. Um, it was perfect for content, things like that. Um, but then at the end of that six months, we also procrastinated a good bit of, oh, we need to find another house to live in. Um, so then it was between like, oh, can we extend our lease here? And then we ended up not being able to do that so then we were like on the search doing like three or four house tours a day for like a straight week we're like oh gosh we got to find something um then we just kept on looking looking and then we found one um near downtown and it's perfect because our old house was like 45 minutes away from our manufacturer and it's right i mean that's a long drive probably like three miles in la though <laughs> yeah yeah it, back in kentucky it was probably like a, a 15 minute drive but this could be an hour and a half in a bad day Right. Uh, but we have like a fulfillment center that we work with downtown sometimes, but this is like, instead of 45 minutes, it's like 10 minutes away. So it's a lot closer, right. just business wise, everything's a lot better, but um, leaving that house, we're like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're going to get this place. And it's actually a duplex. We just got both sides. So we're like, you know what? That's, that's perfect. Um, so we got the house. We're like, okay, we're good. And then they tell us, they're like, Hey, you can't move in till April 1st. We're like, oh, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> so, all right, I guess we're Airbnb. 
So we went, um, this was in Anaheim. Uh, we went to Anaheim Airbnb there for like 10 people into like a four bedroom house for like two weeks. And then April 1st comes, we get into here. We're like, well, we only have one side until the 16th. Okay. So we're cramming 10 people into another like four bedroom place for another two weeks. But today, finally, we are transitioning over. So things might be a little easier now, which will be nice. There you but. go. There you go. What's uh, what's the biggest difference for you from Anaheim for the two weeks that you were there in LA? <laughs> oh gosh, just the pace of everything, and this is not even only Anaheim, but just even back home too. Mm-hmm. Everything's just so fast paced. Like it, the city literally does not sleep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's like loud or anything, but just how people are walking, even just the way people are walking. Like everyone's not really in a rush over there. Get closer to downtown, everyone's speed walking, running, and it's just more chaotic. It's it, it's so funny you say that because I thought like or when I grew up in Orange County, I thought everything there was slower pace. At least like, like mm-hmm. where I live, like even south of Anaheim, like everything kind of like what you were saying in Kentucky, it's like people will get there when they get there, they're walking slower. But like mm-hmm. same thing out here in like Boston and even like obviously New York. You want to talk about the city that never sleeps, right? Like everyone is running everyone is in a hurry everyone needs to get everything done I think for here though it's the weather (laughs) you gotta walk fast when it's cold out so but Mm -hmm. it's funny you bring that up because I always viewed Orange County as like so slow pace Mm -hmm. but it's so funny but so let's start at the beginning of the journey of unexpected can you kind of take us through the birth of the brand and where Ryan's idea originally came from so it actually all started as a senior project um and when you get to senior year, like back in Kentucky, all the high schools did the same thing. It's like, you can do like a half day um, where it's either you can go like visit a site and like learn more about that particular career, or you can pretty much like that. Like one of my sites was I volunteered at my old middle school, like helping out the gym teacher, mm-hmm. like things like that. Um, but then he asked like his principal, he was like, Hey, um, I want to do like a business. Like, could I just do, do this as my half day? And he's like, yeah. Um, So it started. And of course, like the whole beginning was more of like family and friends just around us, like, you know, just supporting a brand. Oh, these kids started something. Let's, let's buy one and support. So a good amount of the whole like first orders were more of like family and friends, nothing like real like business wise. Yeah. And then Ryan, he's told me the story a million times over. There was one day he was like sitting at his counter before he was getting ready to go into his manager job at a pizza place. Um, (laughs) And he looked down at his phone and he saw like his first order. I can't remember the name, but it was an out-of-state order. And he was like, wait, what? Why don't I have an out-of-state order? And then he went to it because this is like right when he first decided to try TikTok too, um, just like as a way of promotion. And one video that he posted, it was like his, I would say probably in the 10 to 15th video, um, but it just caught traction. It ended up getting around like 250,000 views, but like in any kind of business or brand, like those views are huge, which yeah. is, I don't think people really understand. Like when people on TikTok say like, oh, like comment and share, like it really helps. Like it really helps. <laughs> it, just, it just gets our name out there. Um, but he started that. And then after that first TikTok blew up and he got that first out of state order, he's like, oh, wow, this could potentially be something bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kept on grinding a TikTok, making posts about like, hey, I'm a senior in high school. I'm living, living in my mom's house right now, making all this stuff. Um, and they just progressively got better. And then we started contacting managements and people, just TikTokers. We were like, you know, maybe indirectly Instagram DM will help. 
yeah. uh, get us in contact with them. So then we like managed like sway houses, management, like all the talent X and all that. Um, and then we actually like, we just got responses. And then before you know it, like we, you see us sending stuff to like Anna Shoemate was the first person that unexpected ever sent stuff to. And she had like 200, 300,000 followers at that point. Now she's a like 10 million, which is insane just to see the growth, but you see someone else wearing it and you're like, Oh, I want that. So then before you know, it, we have people in the DMS being like, Hey, like, let me get some clothes. I want some clothes. I want some clothes. And it just keeps building and building. And the more people you send it to, the more people see it. And then right. it just kept on building off of that. And then it went from a senior project to a, a full-time job pretty quickly. Yeah. Where, where did you guys fall into that? Like the other seven members of the team, like, did it all come at once or did you guys kind of like, Oh, was, okay. Like I want to join in. I want to join in. Or was it like, Hey, let's all do this. This, this is, this is fun. Okay. So <laughs> Dylan and Finley, two other guys in the house, they were, they initially started it with Ryan. Um, it was just them three for a little bit. And then Hunter, another member, he graduated high school a half a year early. And then at first he hated the brand, completely hated it. But then he asked like, Hey, like, we want you to do this video for like this little garage sale we're having, or like this little pop-up shop we're having in the city, made a video, ended up really liking it. And he's like, you know what? I could actually do some stuff for you all. Um, then he joined next. Um, so then it was just them four. And then at the time I was doing TikTok person just for my personal um, yeah. account. And at that time I had around 400,000 followers and that was like when really when TikTok was really starting. So that was, that was a, that was a pretty good amount. Yeah. Um, so even though I've known them, like I've known Finley and Hunter and Dylan probably since like early middle school. So it's just these friends, they texted me, they're like, Hey, we have this brand. Like you have some attention on social media. Can we like come by and like drop you off a hoodie and you like possibly wear it in some of your videos? I'm like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to support the hometown friends. I'm like, yeah, I like what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a little bit. Um, but then I kind of like, I kind of died off a little bit. Didn't really talk to him. And then I got on TikTok and I see like a big creator. I can't even remember who it was, but it was a big creator wearing their clothes. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I'm like any normal person, wouldn't you pick up the phone? I called Ryan. I'm like, Hey, how's the business? Like, y'all look like oh, you're man. doing good. I was like, of course. Like I see someone else doing well. I want to do well too. And I was right. like, Hey, uh, this, I see it doing well and you're doing well right now. I went in. Um, so I kind of just like went over there after, cause I worked at a restaurant job also. So I'd have high school and then my restaurant job. And then I'd go over this is like right in the middle of quarantine too. So not a lot was happening. Mm -hmm. Go over there like every night, hang out with him for like two or three hours, just do emails for a week straight. And then it just, I kind of worked my way up and then that's how I joined. Um, and then Luke, he was a friend that lived in Kentucky, moved to Tennessee. Um, he had his own clothing brand that he was trying to start up while we were trying to start up ours. Mm -hmm. He ended up just coming with us. We're like, Hey, we want you want your mind and he's like oh all right whatever come join join with us and our last one jackson he was gonna go to which actually i think like last minute he dropped and then he was like you know what i'm gonna come out with you and then that was it and then the last one to like complete yeah you got to yeah i'm sorry do you want to go no 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> the last one uh, <laughs> his name is alec um so he actually came out this is after we already moved out to la um he came out with Tommy, you know, he's a TikToker as well. He's like around 10 million followers. And he was just going to come out. Hey, it's a little vacation. I'll come with like my buddy that they're from Michigan. He's like, I'm just going to visit LA. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, they came and visited the house just to like say hi and everything. And from his words, he's walked in the doors. He's like, wow, this is really cool. Um, and then he like just gained an interest for it and he started learning more about things and he worked his ass off, um, like proving himself that he could be like a value, valuable part in the company. And we're like, you know what, Alec, you're hired. And then <laughs> that's, that's pretty much our whole group now. I love it. I love it. And like, I don't know if I'm like dating myself here, but like, what was the parent, what was your guys' parents' reaction to being like, we're not going to take the beaten path and go to college. We're dropping everything and going to LA. Like I've done this podcast now for like 40 episodes or so. And like people have done it. And like, it, I think back to my high school days and I'd be like, my dad would probably like kill me. Mm, like, what I, was- <laughs> I was scared shitless. I was like, there's no way right. if I could, my parents be like, Hey, I'm not going to go get an education. I'm just going to move to LA. Like I knew there's no way. Also not to backtrack, but the last person, Jacob, um, he is from Canada. He is actually a person that like we just knew from social media and mm-hmm. at first we were going to do like maybe a content house with other people and just like sponsor it. Yeah. Uh, but then we're like, no, we don't want to do that. Like we're, we're entertaining enough and it's just like, it's just not necessary to do, but we really like Jacob. So we're like, Hey, you want to come live with us? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he just really just kind of like tagged along. We, he moved from Canada to LA with us and he just was like one of our, like part of our little family now. It's pretty awesome. I love it. I love it. So but, like, yeah. Yeah. So like, like you said, you kind of hinted at it. You got eight guys living in a house in LA posting TikToks. Now stop me if you've heard this before. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously you guys have made it very clear that you're not just a content house, but like, how do you guys find that happy balance of promoting the brand through the TikTok and then posting, you know, non-clothing brand related content? It is, it is very hard. It is one of the most difficult things. So me personally, my job in the company or like my role is only like the TikTok, like the social media aspect of it. So I'm the one like writing the scripts, um, videoing and kind of like deciding what goes on the TikTok that day. Um, and it's just, it's hard to try to figure out because you want to, you want to make it to where clothes are entertaining and because who doesn't love clothes? We know that, but to make it seem like it's not an advertisement and still cater to a specific audience you have, it's one of the most difficult things I think I've ever done, like in terms of consistently doing it. Um, so it, we don't really have like a set number of posts. We, we used to post like four times a day. Now we're on like the verge of two, but like one comedy slash trendy kind of video that is more of entertainment and then one that's more brand driven. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a skit or like an interview or something like that, just so it has the brand in like, just in the video in some way, we always try to wear like unexpected clothes too, um, just as marketing, but makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's hard just to try to find that happy medium of, Ooh, I don't want to oversaturate and be like, Hey, just buy, 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 buy but also like give that entertainment course too. So it's, it's hard to, one of the biggest problems with that is because we also decided to do entertainment content too. People will look at it as a merch, like, Oh, it's a, it's a, they're a house and this is their merch. Right. When it's the complete opposite way around, we're like, no, where's the clothing brand? We just wanted to throw out this content the at the same time. Maybe <laughs> right. like, so it's, it's very, that's one of the hardest things to like distinctify on TikTok Cause you can't really just come out flat out and say like hey stop calling this merch we're a clothing brand because you you don't want to push people away either so it's it's difficult it's just kind of reading how our audience like how our comments are doing um what they're kind of like saying about us if it gets like there's been times where it's been too entertainment focused and we're not seeing any comments about clothes we're like eh, 
we do clothes. That's how we make our money. We can't be doing that. Yeah. So then that's right. when we go a little heavier on some brand driven things and stuff like that. So, so like, can you kind of, I don't know, like, I guess educate me a little bit on mm-hmm. building a clothing line off of TikTok, essentially. Like this isn't the traditional way. And I, I like, again, like there is no traditional way, but you know, 10 years, five years ago, yeah. You wouldn't have built a, a clothing line from social media on like basically the ground up, right? Like what has it, like, what has the success from TikTok really helped driving that force of the business? Just TikTok itself. It's, uh, it's so tricky because in all honesty, none of us really do know what we're doing. I mean, right. we, we didn't go take business classes or stuff like that. We're, we really are just testing things, seeing how they work and then doing them over again. So in terms of like tying social media to that, when we do a certain video and that video, let's say gets a couple million views, we're like, wow, okay, our audience really is that. Let's keep pushing that. But how do we incorporate clothes into it? So for example, I, I've done this dance like five different times. It's like in the middle of a circle and it's gotten like over a million views every single time. But we're yeah. like, we did it for the entertainment purposes. How do we tie some, some brand into that? Like, okay, what if we're all matching in the same hoodie? No one's not going to notice that we're all matching the same hoodie. Like, oh, what's that hoodie? Oh, it's their hoodie. Oh, they sell clothes. Let me check the link in their bio. Mm-hmm. So it's more of just kind of there's direct and there's indirect, but it's we really we're really just a bunch of eighteen and nineteen year olds who graduated high school and trying to figure out a brand. Um, when we first started, I mean, the organization too of just trying to figure out like Ryan, he's one of our best friends, but he's also our boss, and it's it's complicated trying to figure out okay, where's the line of how we can separate work and friendship too. So it's uh, the biggest thing that's helped us is just communicate. And we've just, we do this thing called couch talks where like once a week we'll sit down, they could last. We've had talks last up to five hours and we've had talks last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's just communicating um, like what's going on in everyone's lives and what's causing them to do this. What do we need to get done today? It, that's just the biggest thing of trying to figure out business works and runs for us at least yeah it's like a, it's like the board but it's meeting, hard right like it's like yeah you turn you turn the conversation on a sofa it, into a board meeting <laughs> it's it's crazy it's uh, definitely a, a difficult but fun process yeah and uh have kind of going off that like have i don't even know like have clothing brands or other business people reached out to you and being like hey i don't really know what this whole tiktok thing is or like, I don't really know how to grow my reach. Like what, like what's kind of been the reaction to other brands, maybe reaching out to you being like, how did you do this? That I, I would honestly say that is probably the coolest thing that we get to see is seeing us trying to take into like footsteps after us where it's like, wow, we didn't know what to do. And we kind of like created our own lane that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see like other people come up to us and be like, oh, wow, you did this. We're going to do it too. Um, We've had like, it's really cool to see people also in like just our Instagram DMs being like, hey, you all have inspired me to start a clothing brand, things like that. We get those actually a lot. Those are the, like the most heartfelt, like, oh, that's awesome kind of messages. Um, but even if they, they don't even directly message us, we can see other businesses um, kind of do like the things we did. And it's like imitation is the best form of flattery. So it's nothing, there's no really no bad blood. I don't think I don't think between any businesses on TikTok, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool to be like, oh, wow, we made this design. Wow, they made a design really close to it when they probably don't even know that we know who they are, right. but they're just kind of like looking at it. That's like pretty much the only like thing you get to see from it, but it's cool to see. 
Would you, how would you define unexpected style of clothing? Cause it's very unique. It's not just a tie dye hoodie and it's not just a, like hoodie and sweatpants. Like, I feel like that's a, that's a very popular type of clothing that we're seeing from these TikTok businesses. But like, well, how would you classify the style? I'm to be honest with you. I don't know if I could, I would put this on streetwear, but our company is just right now we are changing so much by the day. I couldn't even put us into a specific genre. Um, we've created like kind of like higher quality, more expensive things. Like we did these patchwork pants with our December collection. It was 40 different patches from, or 400 different patches from like cloths and fabrics and different things, which is like more of a matured kind of piece of clothing that like a younger audience wouldn't wear. And then you see like we have hoodies that's just like a, a red dye pattern that we've like figured out that we wanted to do. And it's just kind of all over the place right now. And especially it's, it's really hard to market on TikTok too, because TikTok is a very young audience. Um, selling, not even, I'm not even going to say selling for expensive, selling at a good price, but promoting it on TikTok. Our biggest problem is people complaining about prices, but it's also 10 and 11 year olds behind the screen being like, y'all's prices are too high. I can't, it needs to be $40. Or I'm My not allowance is only this much. I get 20 bucks a week from dishes. I can't afford it. Uh, like I'm not making any more beds in the house. I'm not. Be- <laughs> but I don't so, know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so, we, I just couldn't, I couldn't put it into one subject yet. I like that though. It's, it's, it's unexpected. I, you know, it's, it's unexpected. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So for all intents and purposes, right? Like 2020 had been quite a crazy year maybe someone from the outside looking in to the brand saw you guys have a lot of high highs working with, like you said, different content creators look like you guys are blowing up, obviously million of followers on TikTok. Maybe like take us a little bit through like maybe the most challenging thing for you guys as a company or as a house or as a friend group in 2020. Um, I'm going to, I'll start that one off with a pause note. So I know obviously it's, it's pretty obvious. Corona is not a good thing. Obviously, we know that. Right. Um, without Corona, though, we this wouldn't have this would have never been a thing. I, I would have been in college right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in a, in a way, Corona kind of helped us actually do this because if Corona didn't happen, this clothing brand wouldn't be a thing. Um, but I would say our hardest struggle is just hopping not Kentucky to Los Angeles. Um, which was a lot harder than I ever imagined it being. But moving out there and then just learning to work as a business without having business experience, and then also being able to balance a personal life and not just work 24, 25, eight. Yeah. Um, and that's what we really got caught doing in the very early stages. Because I mean, we were excited. We were just ready to hop into LA and see what we could do. So the first couple of months, I mean, it's just, we were working insane amount of hours um, just because everyone was excited to do what they were doing. Um, but then you, you get a couple months down the road and things kind of start to slow down a little bit. You're not at the, the hype of the hype and you're like, Oh, wow. We are crazy overworking ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just trying to find that balance to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to my room and watch a movie for the rest of the night. I don't need to be working until one, 2 AM every single night. Right. Um, but as a group, as a collective, because we, we all fell into it. We just, we got so caught up in work. We kind of forgot to set aside time for our own personal health and mental health as well. 
but once we figured that out, it was good, but that was definitely a struggle for the first couple months. Yeah. And you kind of beat me to the punch. I was going to say, what was the most positive thing for unexpected? <laughs> and obviously it had to be like starting the brand, moving out to LA and you, you, you talked about that, but maybe what was the most positive thing for you, Matthew, uh, in 2020? Hmm. Mm. most positive like in terms of once we got out to LA sure yeah let's or it could let's, it be yeah yeah <laughs> okay um honestly and uh, for me personally it was the whole move itself um because I mean I've always had dreams on my own of to be an actor and do my social media by itself too um and to not only like go out there and do what I enjoy doing, which is like the whole clothing brand and marketing and things like that, but also to be in a place where opportunity is insane. Yeah. I mean, we're in, we're in LA. <laughs> there's, there's so much opportunity and the people we've met and the connections we've already made as it's just insane. Like we, there was one day we got to drive to Jason Derulo's house and drop him off a box of clothes. Like, I don't know any other 18, 19 year old who can be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Jason Derulo's house and drop off a box of clothes. I don't know any so, 24 just the- year olds that have done that either. So don't, don't call me old, but like, I <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's insane how much opportunity is out here and how much opportunity the brand has given me itself. I love it. I love it. Awesome. What, what is like, you talked about the support of the, the friends and family back home uh, when it first started, they were mostly your, your kind of local orders. What is it now? Like, what are, what are some of like the text messages or the, like the DMS that you're getting from friends from high school, maybe even people you didn't think you were best of friends with, maybe they're reaching out to, what has <laughs> that kind of reaction been like? It's, I hate saying it cause it's all too real, but you, there's, I mean, if someone does something out of the ordinary in a small town, you're going to look at like you're crazy. Yep. Um, and I mean, that's how everyone looked at Ryan and looked at the, this whole business is pretty much a joke from the beginning. Um, so you do get a lot of texts from people that maybe I didn't talk to as much or people who publicly were being like, this is stupid. I don't know why you're doing this. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of nice to get those to being like, wow. Uh, hey, I see you're doing really well. Um, just wanted to say, I miss you. We should hang out when you get back, like things like that. It's, it's just, it's weird to see once your own kind of personal success changes, seeing how people treat the people around you, treat you, which I never, I, I, I didn't want to believe in it, but I believe in it now because it, it actually does happen. But in terms of, I mean, we have our day one supporters who have literally like our parents and like our closest friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they're still there right there with us um supporting and then you do have some people that didn't like it as much who have come to that side you're like okay they're doing well they're they're making a life they're happy what they're doing i'll support it so it's it's definitely transitioned into more of like a negative being looked at as a negative thing into a, a positive one i love that and uh kind of also on another high note for you guys and speaking of uh, boys in LA, I guess you've worked with some, like you said, pretty big content creators. You dropped off clothes at Jason Derulo's house, humble brag. But uh, one of the bigger things, one of the bigger announcements that you guys have had uh, was your, uh, I guess, partnership with Bryce Hall's clothing line, PAU. Yes. And like, I'm like, I'm not a avid Sway House follower, but I'm well enough to know that he's one of the biggest TikTokers 
on the planet. So what was that whole process like for you? He's He's been seen wearing your guys' clothes a lot of times in his barstool interviews, whatever. Like he's he's a big unexpected fan. What has that been like for you guys? So the story of our like relationship with Bryce is much more um, than meets the eye. So Bryce was actually our for like one of the first people to actually like wear our stuff when we first started. Like we... Ryan remembers like we were in the basement hand packaging these clothes and being like, oh, we hope this gets them. We hope we hope they see them. Right. Um, and he was like the first really big creator to wear like one of our hoodies. Um, and Ryan made like a duet to it on our TikTok account. And it was just like, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You fast forward seven, not even like you fast forward a year. And Bryce DM'd us. He's like, hey, boys. It's like because we've been like just sending off boxes since we're in LA we get to like hand drop it off things like that because yeah you know we like make our relationships personable like it's not we're not some like crazy old men running this clothing brand and like wanting to hang with like some young teenagers like we're teenagers ourselves and we want to like see other teenagers yeah uh, but coming out to LA and then like you know dropping off boxes to him and then he dms us one day he's like hey boys I'd, uh, I think a PAU and unexpected collab would be sick and we're like oh hell yeah like let's talk about it yeah we, we get on a call, we talk with him, we talk with his assistants. Um, then we start going over to Sway and we talk more. And then we have this idea development of like, oh, this could be a cool design we could do. And then it just, just kept talking and kept going. And now that we're probably going to release it in the next month or so, um, and just we're working on promoting it. It's, it's just insane to look like, wow, a year ago, we were amazed that you wore a hoodie. Now mm -hmm. we are doing a collab between your brand and our brand. It's just it to see the growth of that has been an insane process. Just uh it's really cool. It's just really cool to see. It is really cool. And like I mean, like I said, like I'm not I'm not anyone that would know anything about the Sway House as much as maybe someone who follows it more. But like it is so cool to see like a clothing brand that you could like I stumbled upon and like, oh, like I watched the BFS podcast or whatever, and like he's wearing your guys' sweatpants. Like it's just cool for like even like someone from the outside being like, hey, wait a minute, I saw this. I know he's a big deal. That's really cool. Jason Derulo, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Awesome. It's, and uh, I will I will say, uh, I kind of just want to defend the Sway Boys in a little uh, in a way. Um because yeah. they get looked at and excuse my, my French, but they look they get looked at and perceived as douchebags of like these kind of TikTok fuck boys, so to say. Sure. Yeah. Um, we and then you meet them in person. They're it's it's just insane how they're normal people. They're normal people. They have good intent. They all have good intentions. Bryce especially. He's mm. literally and he's probably has the biggest reputation for being a dick out of that whole entire house. And he is one of the most genuine, honest people. And that's nothing but respectable. So it's it's just crazy to see how how different you can see them online and then you're actually going to meet them in person and be like wow you're actually pretty cool yeah i have nothing but respect for those guys and for all those types of creators because at the end of the day you're exactly right like everything that they do is under a microscope but mm -hmm. also they are running a business like yeah. whatever bryce hall is doing it's obviously working so you can't discredit what he's doing what the rest of the sway house is doing what what every big you know content creator is doing right now in LA there's a reason why they have a following so it's obviously working and and like one day someone will write a book on all of it and it'll all make sense to everybody else yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> but so what like one of my favorite quotes and you kind of actually talked a little bit about it today 
on your TikToks was you guys were like, we're not going to act like regular businessmen because we're not. But you have to at least humor me in that you guys are running what very much looks like a very successful business. So what has been for someone that you said you haven't taken any business classes on this and, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of kids that have business degrees. What's the, what's like the biggest business lesson you've learned from doing all of this? Uh, I hate to say this too, but in LA, it really is. It's, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. And I never realized how, how big that was until we were here. Um, but I mean, everything that we have done has been trial and error. Um, and thankfully we were able to do that under like the roof of a parent's house and like make a mistake and it doesn't hurt us too awfully, like financially, like, Oh, we're, we're still okay. We still have a house. We still have food on the table, things like that. Um, so a lot of trial and error happened in the beginning, but even now in LA, like there's still just a bunch of trial and error. Um, but the most important thing is just utilizing your connections and building those relationships. I mean, cause you don't, me and Ryan, for example, last night we were sitting down in his room and we were just thinking about our content. Um, and we noticed you like, you don't want to come to your audience just every time you want them to buy something. It's just buy this, buy that. Hey, we're selling this. You yeah. can buy this. Um, but more of forming like an actual relationship. Um, we watched this Gary, Gary V video. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's great business motivational speaker. He's oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but we were just watching this video. It's like, well, let's say, let's say a person grandma died. Are you going to send them a nice text? Oh, are you going to show up to their cake or show up to their cake, show up to the door <laughs> with the cake and be like, Hey, I'm sorry if you're lost. It's just, it's how much effort it's whatever effort you put in to like what you're doing is what you're going to get out. And I know that's a cheesy and very simple line, but in the long run, that is actually what it is. I love it. I, I love it. And the, yeah. I mean, Gary V has been preaching this stuff for years and I definitely recommend you guys, uh, keep watching those because he's got some great points. And I think you guys are certainly onto something there now kind of speaking more about business and mm -hmm. maybe you've had these conversations on your couch talks or with Ryan, do you have, do you guys kind of have a roadmap for like what the next five years or so are going to look like? That's the crazy thing. We don't, <laughs> we don't. And I mean, we, we, as badly as we want to have a game plan for the next right. five years, I mean, every day here is different and we don't know what we're waking up to. So, I mean, yeah, we're, I mean, we're making short term kind of like goals of like, Hey, this next release, let's do this. Or like mm -hmm. a year from now, let's, let's get a house here. Like that's the idea. But in terms of long-term goals, everyone's just kind of, we're happy with what we're doing and we're working day by day. And I mean, it, it is a grind. And that's the one thing I don't want to discredit because we, I mean, we work, we worked a 20 hour work day last week, which was like, just cause the whole like week up until a release is chaos. Yeah. But I mean, it's low sleep, insane amount of work and you got to find time to eat. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy it, that, it, that eating thing. Right. You're like, crap, I have not eaten and it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's nine at night. Have I, have I eaten breakfast? No. Did I eat lunch? No, I didn't do that either. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And it's, we all keep each other accountable. We see someone kind of like in a lower spot, we pick them, but right back up and just keep going. 
Yeah, I got to think like having seven of your best friends there, it definitely helps in terms of if so, if one person's kind of feeling down or feeling out of it, like you got your seven of your best friends are there to pick you up. Because at the end of the day, you know, you are business partners, but first things first, you guys are best friends, right? Exactly. I think that's what, that's what's important too. Exactly. And that's, that's something that we just, we, we've had to prioritize because it's, I mean, it's a very dangerous game mixing work and home life um into it and especially i mean having you i mean you hear this everywhere don't work with your friends like if you if you're if you don't hire your best friends as like as a for a job position and don't live with your coworkers. <laughs> and don't live with your coworkers, and it's 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 a very dangerous game but with all the talks we have and our communication it's just our number one thing as long as we keep that up i think i think we're on the road to keep on doing something great it's just that's something that we can't really stray off on or um, slack on it at all really I agree completely you guys are you guys are doing great and kind of just keep hitting the ground running but I we do have one final question for you and I will say you are the youngest person to be asked this question and so I'm excited I'm excited to hear your answer if you were to write your autobiography today what would be the title of it and why oh wow okay hmm title title let's see i would say a nice three 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 word phrase of take the leap that's pretty good that's pretty good i like it reaching so why, why take a leap reaching take behind leap. it um me personally i was going to go to western kentucky university um i was going to major in broadcast journalism um, minor in business, something like that. I don't even know. I don't even right. know what else to do. Right. Um, I mean, I just kind of thought I had this set structure plan for the rest of my life. And yeah, when you're younger, you see these like Disney stars and these social media people, and you never think that can happen to you. Not in a million years do you think it can happen to you. Um, but then it does, and you don't know how it does. Um, but it was pretty much I could have I could have stayed in Kentucky. I could have gone to college. I could have gone that route, which is nothing wrong with it but I also took a leave I'm I'm all I'm a homebody I don't like leaving home um I was scared to even go to college two two and a half hours away from my home now I'm living a 30 something hour drive from home uh, but I <laughs> taking the leap of just risk and not knowing what's on the other side but just saying to yourself you know I'm gonna work in, until it, it does work I'm gonna grind it out until I can make it work um just if I, if I didn't leave, I don't, I wouldn't be the same person. Mm -hmm. uh, compare myself seven months ago to myself now. It's, I couldn't even recognize. It's, it's really hard to put into words, um, even like how to say this, but seven months ago, I would have, I cared about what people around me thought and, mm -hmm. And that could be just a part of growing up too, but doing something so different from what the status quo and like what society is doing, you really learn um, the best way I can say it, excuse my French again, but just to not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have people around you saying, don't do this, do this, don't do that, do that. And once you just kind of set your mind and know who you are and kind of figure out what you want to do and kind of I set on it nothing no one or nothing is going to stop you from doing that except yourself so it's just kind of take the leap 
take the risk and the rewards you're going to reap from it are bigger than anything you could ever imagine from before. I, I agree 1000%. That was a top-notch answer for the quote-unquote youngest person that I've ever asked that question to. So a job well done to you on that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, sharing the story of Unexpected. I wish you guys all the best of luck with everything you guys got going on. Keep doing you and uh, keep staying awesome, man. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love doing stuff like this. It's, and it's really cool to talk our story um, to people who don't know and for more people to find out. So I appreciate it. Thank you very Absol- much. Absolutely. Where can, where can everyone find you? We'll, we'll, link you your, we'll link all your socials, but why don't, you, why don't you shout it out? Where can everyone find you guys? On TikTok, it's just Unexpected House. On Instagram, it's underscore Unexpected underscore. Um, and then on YouTube as well as Unexpected House. And we are going to start posting more YouTube videos very soon. So stay tuned for that. Awesome, man. And also, right. if you want to buy, unexpected.co. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Unexpected.co. I love it, man. Keep it up. Keep doing you guys. And uh, I'm definitely on my way to get a hoodie right now. So a big thank you to Matthew Nichols for coming on this week's show and sharing his story, sharing the story of Unexpected. A big shout out to the guys over there. They're doing something incredible. If you're like me and you live in sweatpants and sweatshirts, I invite you to go check out this clothing brand. It's it's Unexpected, as Matthew put it. And as I, I put it here today, Like I can't really describe it to you. You have to go check it out for yourself. But it's some good stuff, let me tell you. As always, I'm going to leave the descriptions uh, or I'm going to leave links to all things Matthew and Unexpected in the description of this week's podcast. Go check them out. Go check out Matthew and his stuff on his social media. Thank you guys so, so much for all the support you guys do for this show. It is it is without a doubt one of the best things that I've ever done um, was taking the leap, as Matthew put it in his his uh, autobiography title, taking the leap to do this show was so has been so rewarding and i've enjoyed every single episode every single interview it's been so much fun so thank you guys for keeping this train rolling with me go follow us on instagram at normal guy lazy guy to go see snippets of this week's episode and so much more so much good stuff thank you for 500 followers we've done we've done it guys thank you one baby milestone at a time i appreciate you all i will see you all next week